The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's Steve. Hello. The podcast where we try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. We had it, Steve, and then you let out an expression of surprise, and you blew it no! again. You, 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 there was a pregnant pause. Like, I rolled with it. We had sort of an aquiline, like, arc to that, and, and then the pause killed it. Let it was, the pause go. Let the pause go. It's the pause. Oh. The, the, the pause is not the problem. The problem, as always, is you. But that's neither here nor there. Our relationship is beyond saving. Let's just jump into the question. All right. Right? Here's one from our question bonanza we got a few weeks ago. Uh, my question is this. Um, okay. Let me start over here. My question yeah. is, this my in-laws have sold uh, their house and have been living with us for the last two months and looking to be here till the end of the year, and I have no idea how I'm going to survive this. They don't do anything to help around the house. I do all the cooking, and both my wife and I do the cleaning. Even when they see us doing stuff, they say they feel bad for not helping, and when I say there is nothing stopping them from helping, they come up with lame excuses. I constantly tell them to, uh, to not do certain things with our animals, uh, but they keep doing it i'm getting really annoyed and frustrated and i can't talk to my wife about it anymore because she gets upset and feels helpless about it which is the last thing i want to do she has enough stress at work without me adding to it uh with stuff at home what are some ways i can deal with this buildup of annoyance and frustration all right steve take it away uh well the good news as i look at it is there's a shot clock that will tick down to zero at some point that uh, if you can just kind of see this for what it is, which is a temporary inconvenience, that may help a little bit. But my uh, just very simple advice, I'm going to go break well pragmatic Ooh. on this one, and that is just direct them to do something. Like, it's a little bit passive aggressive when they say, boy, I feel bad for not helping. And you're like, I would too if I were you. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I'm being hyperbolic with that. But if they say I feel bad for not helping, if you could just sort of gracefully punch into the conversation, like, hey, would you mind grabbing a broom and sweeping the kitchen while I'm cooking? Because uh, that would really be helpful. Like, if you give them a task, sometimes, and I feel this way too, and um, women, I think, are a little better at this than guys, but, like, women will sort of jump up and help. Like, they sort of know what to do, and I find a lot of times when I'm in someone else's house, I don't really know what to do. And so I just sort of sit there with my hands in my pockets or just uh, a drink in my hand and stand out back or something. It's helpful <clears throat> to me if uh, my wife says, hey, uh, Margie needs help in the kitchen with this. Could you cut the turkey or something? Like, uh, I'm like, yeah, I have no problem doing it, but I just need a little bit of nudge in the right direction. So I, I would just say, rather than let some of your irritation squeeze into passive aggressive comments, be directive. Give them a task, a specific task that has a beginning, middle, and end that they know how to do. And that way, even if it's not particularly helpful in a broad sense, it'll make you feel like they're doing their best to pitch in. Now, what say you, James Brego? That's got to be the advice that you would give, right? Yeah, for once, I actually like your first comment. I mean, this is one of those rare situations that you can solve your problem by doing literally nothing. If you just wait it out and change <laughs> nothing about it, eventually they're going to move out and you won't permanently damage your relationship with them. But yeah, if you want them to do specific things, I would say ask them to do specific things. Maybe you can come up with a chore chart. Now, I think in general, chore charts usually don't work because you know they're, you got to take the initiative and say, this is up to you now. And you mentioned on there that they make lame excuses. I don't know what a lame excuse 
juice is like is this just like oh i ate too much and can't get up and help right now or is this like well i have crippling arthritis and you know that like i i don't know how to judge the lame excuse but i'm <laughs> that's a good point but i'm guessing that when they had their own house they probably took care of it and they might not want to step on toes i mean you can sometimes get okay th- here's a scenario that you have to watch out for like you if your parents are staying with you and um, you know you're doing something, and they say, "Oh no, no, let me do that for you." It can come off sometimes like, "Oh, you don't know how to take care of your own house. Let me take that over." I mean, there's and there's certain things we all get sensitive about. If I was grilling meat, my dad came and said, "No, let, let me do that for you." Like I would take that as an affront. Like, "Oh, clearly you're not manly enough to handle this. You're gonna screw it up. Let me take over for that." So from their point of view, there might be some toes they don't want to step on. So I would say, yeah, very specifically ask them to do specific things. Maybe don't make a whole chore chart, but just like in specific instances. Can you do X, Y, or Z, and then have them do that. And if they're always making lame excuses, then you fall back to the default approach of, well, just try not to kill them before they move out. And then when they move out, remember, you can always go there and return the favor. Go over there and, and be guests and don't do anything. I mean, maybe that's what you've been doing. I mean, when you were guests at their house, probably never for months at a time. I mean, did you jump up and do all the chores? I mean, maybe you did. Maybe you're a better person than I am. But when I go to my in-law's <laughs> house or my parents' house, I never do anything. And do I feel bad about that? No, but I'm really not a good person. I've also never stayed someplace for months at a time, so there is a balancing yeah, act a on that. Thing. And by the way, James, I like how your father insults you in uh, one of the kindest ways possible. That's just a perfect balance. Well, he's, he's never done that, to be clear, because we have a good relationship, and one man would never do that to another man. But would you not be insulted if I, I – I guess I don't even know if your parents are living, so maybe I'm stepping on toes here. But if, if another man stepped in and offered to take over the grill for you, would that not be upsetting? Uh, well, it depends on, like, if, if maybe. Maybe? I, I, it would have to be contextually driven. Like, if I've got 15 other things to do and someone says you want me to take over the grill, I, and I might be, like, done and done. There you go. But uh, if I'm just kind of proud of my grilling and someone comes sort of <laughs> sidles over and it's like, uh, yeah, why don't you give me that spatula and back away two steps there, <laughs> That might be a little bit more insulting. I don't know that it would be patently insulting just as a generic statement, but it would depend on the context. Do you uh, do you see a lot of cases like this uh, in your line of work where you've got multiple generations of families living together? I know I know it's becoming more common. Is this something that's landing them in psychiatrists' office or not? Yeah, actually, it's well, it's usually the other direction. Like uh, I'll get well, people my fifty somethings come in because their adult children have had to move back in, Ooh. and all of the old dynamics spring to life in the rich loam of this shared household. Um, Usually these are dynamics that come out with a relationship. Like if you're used to your mother doing everything for you and then you marry a woman and expect her to do everything for you, that creates conflict that kind of gets worked out. Nowadays, adolescence extends like well into people's late 60s or early 70s, (laughs) I think. And so nobody grows up anymore and they kind of get this arrested development. So when adult kids have to move back in with their parents, all of these battles that they had when the kid was 16 are springing back up now that the kid is 24 or 25. So absolutely, this is this has to get worked out in a way that's clear. Um, your chore chart, if I can just make a comment on that. When you talked about the grill, how if your father uh, came wandering over and wanted to take over, that'd be insulting. I sort of feel like if a if my kid puts up a chore chart for me, <laughs> I think that would be patently insulting and. I don't know how overtly aggressive anything is handled in this family. It seems like there's a whole lot of passive-aggressive tendencies with everybody. But, man, that would stick in my craw, I think. A chore chart would. I don't, but it could also be more work. If you have to, 
if you have to ask somebody to do something every single time, I'm guessing that's going to be wearing on you too. That if they just are, they're going to sit there like lumps unless you personally and individually tell them to do something. A breakdown of, of labor might might be better, and maybe not so much as a formalized chart. But hey, like you know, you know, my wife and I kind of have an informal agreement. I'll cook, and then she does the dishes. That's that's just kind of how we break it down. If you're cooking and doing the dishes every week, that could uh, that could bring on some resentment. So maybe just like, hey, would you guys mind taking over dishes after dinner? I mean, that's not so much a chore chart, but it is it is a assignment with an ongoing nature. Maybe that's the you need open ended assignments that keep going and aren't just for this one time. Because if you have to ask for help every Every single time I've got to think I, I know in a marriage that's going to cause problems I have to imagine sure. it's going to cause problems in a situation where you have parents and kids and in-laws and, and all of that living together no that's a good extension of directing them to do something washing dishes is a very clearly understood task and it has a beginning a middle and an end and so if they can just kind of understand this is my job they can just do their job for 20 minutes after supper and then everybody's happy and that keeps uh, that kind of direction i think whether it's something that's in the spur of the moment like i need someone to sweep out the kitchen or something ongoing like doing dishes being direct instead of passive is always going to yield better results there you have it. Well, if you'd like to send us a direct question, you can email that to oh, James nice. Brady. <laughs> Look at that transition. That was a quality transition. Leave it alone. <laughs> if you want to send us a question, you can send it to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with an E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be parent, child, you know, co-workers, friends, however you want to break it down. And uh, we will do our best to get to that. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage. And that's 10 minutes of your life. You'll never get back. Thank you.